What's up, everybody? Got a cool episode today. My guest is Alex Emerson. He's a minor league baseball player, and he's got kind of a cool story because he was retired. He had finished his college career, was done playing. He was just doing some personal training, working as a trainer. Had this opportunity. Now he's playing in this league, and he's chasing his major league dreams again, which is pretty cool. So we talk about that since he is a trainer, too. We also talk some health and fitness stuff. Had a really cool conversation. Um, we talk about how you can see him. You can stream the games online. If you're local in the Salem-Kaiser area, you can get tickets uh, to Salem-Kaiser Volcano Stadium and check it out. So, yeah, it was a really cool conversation for people pursuing their dreams. Also, uh, good information for call for high school baseball players looking to go to college and just some stuff for any kind of high school athlete that would be looking to go to college, how to navigate that world. So um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Here it is. All right, welcome to Little Pod They Could. My guest today is Alex Emerson. He's a minor league baseball player playing for the Mavericks, which we'll get into a little bit more detail. Alex, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me on, Kevin. Yeah, man, for sure. And let's start, like, I mean, I know you kind of, but, like, I don't know you that well. So, kind of, can you provide a little bit of, like, context for people who are listening? They're like, okay, minor league baseball player. Like, who are you, though? Well, shoot, I was born and raised here in Salem, Oregon. and I Okay. And so this league, it's based out of Kaiser, Salem-Kaiser. And uh, I just remember growing up watching the Volcanoes play when they were affiliated with the Giants. And I just always thought, man, I, I really hope one day I can play on this field. And it's kind of like a dream come true. This, this independent league has come to town. And I just thought, I can't not try out for it. And so I just, I've been like two years in retirement. I graduated from Western in 2017 as a pitcher. And uh, I played two summers of men's league in the Willamette Valley Men's League Baseball. And uh, two years that's after that. That's just like for fun, right? Like, I mean, that's not, or is that a competitive? Oh, it's competitive, but it's all just for fun. I mean, it's okay. all just for the love okay. of the game. Just guys getting together on a Sunday, playing a doubleheader and whatnot. If but it's not like guys trying to get into the big leagues. No, that is not trying to get into the big leagues. Okay. No, yeah, okay. you wouldn't ever expect to see a pro scout in the stands at a men's league game. Okay. But, uh, all right. Yeah. I'm going to ask some I, stupid questions because I don't know anything about baseball. Just for the record. Oh, you're fine. Let everybody know ahead of time. No, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, but no, this league is definitely the one you want to be in if you want to be seen by the next level. And uh, okay, so I just thought I had to do it because I remember. I, I mean, I, I've always had dreams of playing in the pros, but after basically after 2016, after I kind of got benched that whole season after my Tommy John surgery, um, I like those dreams kind of just faded out the window and. Uh, it wasn't okay. until after I graduated I was like fully recovered mentally and physically, and uh, I'm like, well, my shot's up. I, I won't have a chance ever again to be seen by anybody because all I got is men's league. And I had some guys tell me, to go down to Texas, play in their farm league. Uh, that's where you'll get seen." I'm like, I, I mean, I got family here. I just started working here. I got a career here. I can't just like mm-hmm. drop everything up and go. And uh, so I just I, I worked. I played a little bit of men's league for two years, and then when the team kind of faded away because a lot of guys were getting married having kids couldn't meet up 
the team faded, and I didn't want to join any of the other teams. Uh, so I just kind of hadn't really played ball for two summers, and then I heard, I think my dad saw on the news or got an email about it, and he told me, and the next day I sent an email to the league saying, hey, hey, can I try out? This is my this is my story. Um, do I qualify? And um, it said they were looking for a bunch of, like, drafted and release players and college guys with pro uh, aspirations and so I'm like hey let me let me try this I fit the bill so I went out and honestly when I went out to tryouts it kind of just seemed like anybody could have showed up to try out there were there were some really good ball players out there but there are also some guys that that uh that were some just men's trying. league some men's yeah. league guys yeah. yeah exactly okay all right um, um and so were you what were you, because I would see you, like, from time to time on social media, you look like you were still, like, getting swole, you were, like, still working out, being active, like, what were you doing? So you graduate from college, and then what do you do after that? Oh, well, I got my degree in sports and exercise science, and, like, right after okay. uh, college, I just went into becoming a personal trainer full-time as, as my gig, and... I mean, working in a gym really did keep me in shape. I didn't just want to be a good trainer. I also wanted to look the part. So I continued sure. to train myself like five days a week, six days a week. And uh, I mean, it, it really helped me from deteriorating and becoming less of an athlete. Uh, and so when this opportunity came around, I was already in pretty dang good shape. I remember like, like, I don't know, eight months leading up to when I first found out about it, I was like going through the most rigorous part of my exercise routine. And I was uh, trying to uh, hit some new personal best. I really wanted to deadlift 500, squat 400, bench 300. Never got to that deadlift mark, but uh, um, doing all that, just setting myself, uh, setting some personal goals kind of set me in a spot for this opportunity in a perfect time. Uh, and so I, I felt like going into these tryouts, I'm in the I was in the best shape of my life, way better than I was in in college. Even though we had great trainers, especially at Western, hmm. uh, Corey Mesker over there, she kicked our butts on a daily and put us in great shape. But uh, being a personal trainer definitely helped me stay focused on that because I I do know some teammates. I've seen them on social media. Some some have kind of. Uh, let themselves go a bit. They, they no longer mm -hmm. are in that gym setting. And, and honestly, sure. when I graduated, uh, I, I took like six months off of training. Like I was, I was burnt out. It felt like a job at that point, lifting, lifting weights. But after a little break, I'd wanted to get right back into it. Hmm. So, and so you, you were person when you, you were trying to hit those personal marks, it wasn't for anything other than just like having a goal. It wasn't like you were training for something specifically, no. right? Okay. I, I had no okay. I had no goals of like going into competitions or anything like that. I honestly just wanted to see what I could do, what my body could could accomplish. Okay. And uh, yeah. And now are you still like is that still your gig? Is that still what you're doing? Yeah. So um, right okay. now I just recently left a job. I used to be a head trainer at a a gym in Silverton. And I just recently moved gyms to a new place in Silverton, and uh, I basically did that because. Do you want to shout this because... place out, or is it like? Well, now, okay. So I used to work at Silverton Anytime Fitness, and I work at this place uh -huh. called Total Body Health. And okay. at Silverton Anytime Fitness, there was like no chance I was going to be able to get any time off for this baseball season. So I kind of just quit with the thought in mind. You know, I'm just going to go into online training. That'll give me a lot of time to focus on baseball, focus on myself. Um, but like literally the, the last day of work, I walked out and went over to this new club because I knew I was going to have 
a lot of my clients follow me from my old place yeah. and a lot of them are older and not very tech savvy and I wasn't going to try to ask them to get an app on their phone and follow along with my online workout routines. So I was okay. just going to go hunt for a gym that would let me come in once or twice a week just to train a few individuals. And uh, uh, when I went in there, they showed me uh, an office. They're like, this could be your office. You want to come over here? Like, So I was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. But I have some guy. I have some limitations on my availability through the summer. I only want to work Monday through Wednesday because I'm leaving Thursday through Sunday open for ball. And uh, they're like, absolutely. Perfect. That's fine. And uh, honestly, it's the best thing I could have done. I, I feel like a free man rather than uh, an employee slaving away yeah. Monday through Friday. Um, I'm able yeah. to be an independent contractor and just kind of uh, own my own schedule. And yeah. it, it really worked out for the best. Okay. And so have you? has that happened? Did your clientele pretty much just migrate over yeah. with you to the new gym? Yeah, uh, about 95% of them. There's like two that stayed behind, but that's just because they're locked into memberships. Sure. Now, I remember too, it seemed like you were doing like baseball specific stuff training wise for a while too. Did that, is that not happening anymore? Well, I mean, I'll take on any athlete that wants to uh, come with me and like has thoughts of going on to the next level and playing college ball or track, basketball, whatever it is. I, I've trained uh, volleyball players, basketball players, but mostly baseball players are attracted towards me just because of my baseball background. Um, mm -hmm. And I did help uh, a few kids. I didn't have a whole lot of exposure to them. I only had a few clients, but there were, there were a few that I helped get into the college level. Um, the only one on the top of my mind, um, Mason, I can't remember his last name. It's been like three years since I've worked with him, but I helped him through some tendonitis in his elbows and really helped him kind of get his athleticism back. And he went on to be a pretty successful pitcher over at Chemeketa. Um, mm. I don't think he went on to play after Chemeketa, but um, he was definitely a really uh, reliable reliever for their pitching staff over there. Um, and there were a few others that still hadn't gone out of high school, but uh, I have some some clients over there that definitely still have some college potential that I should honestly reach back out to. And they probably don't even know where I'm at right now, what that I move yeah. gyms. Hmm. And let's maybe talk about too, cause your high school baseball team was not great. Correct. Yeah. No, not good. Yeah. Not good. So all. I was just guessing, but can, can you kind of talk about, because I, I do think some of that, and, you know, the coaching basketball, I saw a little bit of this, too, where the playing in college is so foreign and so unexpected. You know, like people don't really know how to navigate it when it's their first time. You played at a school where obviously you're not going to be seen by a ton of people just because your team's not very good. How did you navigate, like, where you were going to go play after high school? Well, it honestly, I was really fortunate to have the like my parents, my parents really helped get me exposed to some like college scouts. They took me my junior and senior year out to a lot of camps. Uh, I remember going to uh, baseball factories under armor camp at Willamette university. And, uh, after that they invited me out to uh, play for the USA team and whatnot. I didn't really know too much about it, but that was going to be like another five grand out of pocket to go down to Arizona and play. And I had a talk with my parents They're like, Hey, we'll take you there but that's going to be the last thing we do for you. Or we could take that money and like send you to like four or five other camps around the, the West coast. And I'm like, let's do that instead. I don't need to go down to Arizona 
five grand out of pocket and maybe get two innings on the mound and like three at bats yeah. just to like hopefully have a good showing. And so I thought, right. I, so I went to a bunch of like baseball Northwest, Pac West camps in Idaho, down at OSU and in, in uh, Corvallis. Um, qu- actually, quite a few in Corvallis, but yeah, just I, I just wanted more exposure rather than just one big time show. And, and did those, uh, that definitely did you get the exposure at those camps that you were hoping for? I did, I did. I got okay. a lot more attention okay. from from coaches, but like, I mean, going through my last year, my senior year at McKay. Um, definitely didn't have any big time names showing up at my games. It was more like all the junior colleges in the area, Mount Hood, uh, not Clark, LB, um, Chemeketa. They were all coming and talking to me quite a bit. I did quite a few campus visits, overnighters with some of the players. And, uh, uh, but honestly, if it, if it wasn't for JJ Moscolo at, uh, Chemeketa, being my head coach that next the summer after I had graduated, he was uh, the coach of my two, uh, post-58 Canyon Crushers team. It was the first year we were in affiliation in American Legion Ball, and mm-hmm. uh, he was, like, the greatest coach I've had, like, really good guy that just helped me mature mentally and get me ready for college ball. And uh, I remember after our first game, he, he was like, hey, what do you think about coming and playing for us at Chemeketa? We'd love to have you. And I remember seeing him and talking to him a little bit, after some of our high school games and I never really committed because I had all these other coaches talking to me and I really wanted to go to Mount Hood because they were like the top dogs at the time they're always winning the uh the NWAC and so I was pretty set on them until I had JJ as my coach and I'm like I want this guy like this this guy knows me he knows how to talk to me and uh so that kind of sealed the deal so if there are high school baseball players playing on a team that's not that great or anybody that's just trying to get more exposure, would you recommend the route you took trying to go to as many camps as possible and get yeah. exposure that way? Okay. Absolutely. I would say the, the more camps you can go to, the more you hustle in those camps, the more that you show them that you just want to get better, the more questions that you ask, the the more you're going to attract attention to yourself. And like, okay. you, you can't expect to just be seen, even if you're on a winning team, you can't expect to be seen by um, a college scout. You, you need to go to these because all the, the the scouts will go to these camps. Like they are going there to look for talent. They don't have time mm-hmm. in their schedule to go to all these high school games. So right. I highly recommend going to baseball camps for sure. And it was the same thing, you know, with basketball, like AAU versus high school teams. You know, those those scouts would go to AAU tournaments because everyone there at those is like a serious basketball player where. You know, if you're high school, you know, you go to high school games, you may see, like, the lineman that just wants to, like, play basketball. You know what I mean? Like, it's not necessarily, like, it's a better use of their time, which sucks because the AAU circuit for basketball is, has a lot of issues. But, um, yeah. yeah, so, okay. So, that makes sense. So, then you go to Schmeckata. Were you there for two years? I was there for two years, yeah. Uh, okay. 2013 and 14. Got a few awards there, mostly as like a utility guy because I don't think they want to do award me first team all league outfield and pitcher. Uh, okay. So they gave me first team all league utility. I did get gold glove in the outfield there and uh, caught the attention of uh, Western or actually there were a few schools. OIT. There was one really small D one that I can't even remember the name of. Uh, I I helped get some exposure by being invited to the uh, what was it, the the sophomore showcase in. Olympia, Washington, for like all of the GNAC, 
and okay. uh, honestly that was that was terrible it was such a rainy day we were all we all couldn't get on the field we had to go inside the facility i had 15 pitches on the mound to show off what i could do i got two rounds wow. in the batting cages to show off what i could do it really wasn't much but afterwards i did have a few coaches come up to me and, and like hand me their brochures for the universities and be like hey we'd love to have you as a two-way guy um but Honestly, I just consider myself myself such a homebody that when Western Oregon came asking me to come play for them, I'm like, that's the closest place home I can be. Uh, so I, I took it. Um, <laughs> and I just felt like I would get most of the playing time over there uh, with it being a D2 rather than a D1. And I, and I was all about just playing time. I didn't want to be an sure. underclassman and sit on the bench because I knew I wouldn't get better if I was on the bench. Well, and that's a lot of times like the reality check you want athletes to have is like go where you can play and have success and have a good mm-hmm. experience versus, you know, going to play D1, sit on the bench and just so you can say you play D1, you know, so that's yeah. that was that would probably be the, that would be the biggest advice I'd give someone like especially fresh out of high school. Like if you were an all star, like if you have some like God given talent and you're like throwing ninety two as a senior and you have these D one coaches or scouts knock on your door and ask to come play i would say no go the juco route grow like you got two more years to mature and and you will be playing every single inning if you go to a juco but if you're a freshman going d1 still throwing 92 you're probably not going to see much playing time until your junior year maybe your sophomore year if you're lucky um and, and I've seen it happen to a lot of guys, even the, the year I graduated with. There were, there were some guys from, like, South and West that I think that went to OSU that didn't see playing time until their junior years. And and that would have sucked. I mean, I had the greatest time just playing every inning over at Chemeketa, playing Juco okay. ball, and then uh, then going to Western. Um, it, was, it looked really promising until I injured my elbow, and then I kind of just got sat the rest of my college career. And so okay. it was just so let's talk the way about the cards that. were drawn. You do you injure your elbow? Was it a pitching injury? Yeah, it was. Isn't Tommy it was like right Tommy after John surgery? Like, okay. Because Tommy yeah. John is usually like an overuse injury, right? Like then that's why they have to do that. Surgery. It definitely was. Okay. Yeah, and, and honestly, throughout my senior year of high school, through maybe my, I probably went all the way through my sophomore year of college. Uh, I, I definitely had a few games there where. I was really stubborn, and I told my coaches, do not take me out. I'm going to pitch this game. And I would, I would pitch 10, 11 innings. There were three mm. games in mine where I went over 170 pitches, and that is a no-no for Jeez. sure. You, you definitely yeah. don't want to go past, like, 100, 110. And right. uh, I think that wear and tear definitely uh, led up to the injury. And uh, so it was, like, right before winter started, we were about to go away uh, for winter break, we had exit meetings like a week before, but we had like one more week before leaving town. So we were out on the field during practice. It was like 38 degrees. I was warming up playing long toss in the outfield and my arm felt a little tight, but I'm like, ah, no, I felt this before. I'll just, I'll just work my way through it. I'll run a little bit more, make, make sure I get a sweat going. And I threw in the bullpen, like 20 pitches, made sure I was nice and loose. I'm like, okay, it's feeling good. Then I get out on the mound, throwing live, uh, live BP to some of our batters. And I think it was like the second pitch in, I threw a curveball and just like my elbow exploded. And uh, I couldn't feel anything from my elbow down, like no sensation in my fingers, couldn't even squeeze my fist. And I remember our catcher was like, you want, you want to throw a few and just kind of see how it feels? I'm like, dude, I can't even, I can't even move my fingers. What are you talking about? And, and our coach said, no, go, go inside right now, go see the trainer. And so 
Uh, the trainer took a look at my elbow. There was no discoloration, just like a lot of swelling. Couldn't bend it at all. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, we're just going to see how this plays out for the next week. Come in, see me first thing tomorrow before practice, and we're going to evaluate it. And uh, I came in the next day. I couldn't bend my elbow more than like 30 degrees. It was pretty bad. And honestly, on their part, uh, I, I kind of... I'm not very happy kind of reflecting back onto it. I wish they instantly would have just taken me in and got an MRI to just yeah. kind of see what was going on internally. But right. the trainer was like, you know what? There's no discoloration. Let's just try to rehab through this. Let's just see what we can do. So basically we rehab through it, kind of got it back up to strength after four months of uh, rehab. And then we went down to Reno to play uh, some, some college down there for a preseason game and uh, threw eight pitches and blew it out even more. So I probably went from a partial tear to a, a full tear. And that, that four months was basically just wasted when I could have just went in and got surgery right then and there and been like full ready to go uh, by the time the next season started. Uh, but yeah, that's just not what, the way they wanted so to play it. What exactly was the injury? You fully tore your uh, UCL? I don't know. Okay. Just the MCL, like right through here. It's basically the thing that okay. the, the, the tendon that or ligament that gives your elbow like full support of just that whipping motion of the elbow traveling through the zone. That was just going. Okay. And if I remember right, Tommy John surgery used to kind of be like a death sentence for baseball players, right? Like if you had it, it was like your compromised forever like you're done mm-hmm. right but it's not so much that now right a lot of people are coming didn't didn't um otane didn't he have that surgery recently oh dude Shohei there's there's otane. a number of guys that have gone in. yeah like, I, I i don't even know what the percentage is but i bet it's like pretty high up there of people in the pros that have it now because okay. most of the time people who come back from tommy john end up throwing a couple miles an hour faster just because like that's the best care they've ever taken care of their arm through the recovery process in my yeah. case i didn't really get that i lost about two three miles an hour but i was never a blow it by you kind of guy I, I never touched 90 miles an hour i was more of a, a spot up and have a really good curve slide change kind of guy so i didn't really okay. mind that i lost a few miles an hour even though I was getting close to that 90 mile an hour mark. I was usually in like the 86 to 88 mile an hour range. Now I'm like 83 to 85, but that's fine. It's no big deal. I, ah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, obviously you can tell it bugs me a little bit. Every pitcher wants to throw as hard as possible, but right. Um, but when you're a two way guy, it doesn't matter. I, I, I just love being in the outfield, being on the field at all times. Okay. So you have this surgery. How long is the recovery time on that? Uh, physically about 18 months, but mentally, whenever I stepped on the mound, like I would always just be thinking of my elbow, like, oh, it's a little tight. What if it blows up again? I don't want to go back through another, another 18 months. Yeah. 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 So, so like I was saying earlier, after I had recovered, um, I, I just mentally wasn't on the mound. Like before the surgery, I was on the mound, just, just bad mouth in the batter in my head like saying oh how dare you step in the box like you think you can actually touch this pitch and then after the surgery stepping on the mound I was thinking oh god I hope this doesn't hurt my elbow so like my my self-talk between pitch to pitch was totally different I was thinking my elbow rather than thinking who's this Johnny stepping into the box thinking he can get a base hit off me Hmm. so how did that yeah what does that do to your performance 
Oh, it went down. Really, like, hmm. like I was not locating like I used to. Um, okay. And it's just like the speed of the game, it sped up on me. I wasn't able to slow things down at all because I was just thinking about my elbow. And uh, I didn't get over that until after I graduated and started playing men's league. But then again, hmm. I, I, didn't, I wasn't really 100% ready to go physically until like halfway through uh, my senior year at Western, my last, last season. Hmm. And at that point... A lot of the younger kids, it kind of earned their spot in the in the rotation, and mm-hmm. I kind of got neglected and set off to the side. And the only times I ever got to come in and pitch my last year, which kind of sucked, was when we were up or down like 10, 15 runs, and Coach Walker just said, "Alex, go finish the game out or get an inning done for us." And I'm like, I just it was almost like disrespectful, like you don't want to put me in in pinch situations, you don't want right. to you don't trust that I can get us out of a out of a um, a clutch inning and uh that also kind of uh, stepped on my confidence a little bit i, I sure. liked like going like all the way from high school ball through until this injury um i was like the go-to guy to get something done when it needed to get done and uh after the injury uh coming back from it i was no longer my role and so i was trying to figure out who am i again on this team like what's what's my position okay. but okay. Uh, yeah so then you graduate, you start training people, this opportunity comes up, you try out, and they say, you're good, let's do it? Yeah, so the tryouts were pretty, it honestly kind of felt like a, a camp. We showed up, all outfielders showed up, and uh, we were able to get their work in from like 9 to 11. We got like two throws into second base and only one throw into third just to kind of see your accuracy and arm strength. Uh, and after that, you just got a few rounds hitting live on the bat on the on the field under the bubble screen. And uh, after that was over, they would call all the outfielders up, and they'd call out like eight or nine numbers. And we'd we'd all have a number, our tryout number. And he's like, "All right, if you hear your number, come back for the scrimmage at 1:30." And uh, luckily, fortunately, I was called uh, out of the outfielders and so that kind of lifted the pressure off of me thinking okay I got I don't really need to perform all my best uh, pitching wise because I was planning on uh, trying out for an outfielder and a pitcher and so I showed up for the pitchers two hours later after the infielders went through pretty much the same exact routine and uh, same story they they liked what they saw uh, on the mound in the in the bullpen and then if they like that they're like all right go get in line you're going to throw during the scrimmage and uh, they they seem to like what they saw on the mound. Uh, still haven't gotten a chance to throw live in a game yet, but we've only we're only three games into the season. But honestly, I'd be happy with just staying in the lineup and holding down center field right now because I'm I'm freaking loving it. I'm like a, a retriever out there, um, just waiting for a ball to be thrown at me or hit at me. Um, yeah. So now, were you nervous at all? Because I mean, it wasn't like you were practicing baseball skill stuff during those two years right i mean you were basically like just working no and being i wasn't an adult, really doing right? anything baseball wise yeah like the only thing baseball wise i was doing was giving a few pitching lessons to some little kids and uh, mm-hmm. up until um up until i heard about the tryouts was about two months before the tryouts I'm like holy crap okay i need to get back into gear and so I was trying to throw like five days a week. Uh, the hardest part was just getting a, a facility to hit in. And mm-hmm. I hate to admit it, but like I was only a, I mean, I got a tee. I got some wiffle balls. 
I, I hit in the old elementary school field as much as I could, but um, I was only able to get into a cage and, and find someone to throw to me once two days before the tryouts were, and I was kind of, I was nervous, like, I didn't think I was going to be able to perform, but I was the only guy to show up to practice or the tryouts to hit two out of the yard during BP. And I don't know where that came out of, but, uh, it showed up at a good time. That's for sure. But, uh, um, but yeah, my brother Garrett, he, he was a huge help. I broke I just, just destroying his thumb, thumb, throwing bullpens to him all the time, playing long toss with him all the time at various parks throughout Salem. Uh, he was a huge help. He he dedicated himself to me, and luckily he was kind of in between jobs. Um, he he like went through hell with his previous job, and just like kind of took a a couple months off. Just like I don't want to work for a while. I got a couple sure. of job interviews lined up. People wanted me to work for him, so I'm just gonna take like a prolonged vacation. And uh, mm. that was perfect timing because he dedicated three, sometimes four days a week just to play long toss with me and work with me baseball wise. And uh, that definitely helped bring my confidence up a little bit going into tryouts. But I yeah. still had those nerves running through me that day thinking, I haven't played at a competitive level like since well, since like 2014 when I was playing consistently at Chemeketa because I didn't get to play that first season at Western because of Tommy John. And after I had healed from Tommy John and got the, the sign off from the doctor, I was kind of set off to the side at that point. And so I was just thinking, man, do I still have what it takes? Like, do I still have that competitive edge to, to compete with all these guys? And, and I honestly, I just showed up. I was super nervous the morning of the tryouts and I went and saw my massage therapist that like gave me a really good mental talk saying, dude, Alex, like you, you were given a gift. Like, it doesn't matter how long you've been away from the sport. You were given a gift that doesn't just go away. And it would be an absolute waste of your gift not to go out and, and show people what you can do. And honestly, just hearing that was, I was just repeating that in my head over and over from when I left his office, showed up to the ballpark and, and I was no longer putting pressure on myself. I was just thinking, let's just have a freaking good time. Let's just share my gift with people. Let's just like enjoy this day enjoy this moment and if i don't make it i don't make it it's not like it's going to be the very end if i don't make this league then i can always still play men's league like no big Mm -hmm. deal i don't need i I don't have the thoughts that oh i need to go pro i already have a career in line this isn't do or die right now um so and, and i think just lifting those nerves seeing him that morning him telling me what he did uh helped me get through that day to be able to perform the way i did and to show the coaches there that I kind of belong in the league and so far it's going well yeah and I want to talk about because you just played a game I saw someone post something on social media that you had just played a game and you hit a grand slam or something is that yeah that came out of that nowhere that's right. my first okay. career grand slam like I've hit a lot of home runs in my days but never in those situations where the bases were loaded um yeah the weekend went pretty well day, day one we played against the volcanoes I, I struck out my first at bat. It was just weird seeing upper 80s come in at me again from 60 feet, 6 inches away. That's something I sure. haven't seen all that much of. I, I swung over a slider, felt stupid, but something changed in me right after that. Like it, The nerves were going, like for sure. I was I was sure. the two-spot hitter. Got not a ton of people in the stands because of COVID, but there were people mm-hmm. watching. I'm like, oh, crap, I hope I don't look stupid in front of them. But uh, yeah, mm. after that first at bat... I just kind of brushed it off. I'm like, why am I so nervous? Just just take yourself back to that tryout day. Have fun. Just just do your thing. And then every at-bat after that 
every at bat, sorry, my headset's trying to shut off. Okay, was uh, uh, were, anyways, every at bat after that, I was just grinding. I pitcher, the pitcher hated throwing to me because I would get two strikes on me, and then I just foul pitch after pitch off until mm-hmm. I line out or or fly out or walk. And uh, ended up ending that game just I think one and four, one and five, one and four with a walk, which I'm okay with. But honestly, I want to end the season hitting over 300. And sure. then game two, uh, yeah, game two, same thing, just battling at the at the plate. Uh, my first five abs, I think I got hit once, walked once, and then just battling the other ones, uh, just lining out to play. I think I flew out once, and and I was honestly like just getting a little pissed off like why haven't I gotten a, a base hit yet this game I've had like five at bats um and it just the, the stars were aligned bases were loaded they bring in their closer who's throwing heat who used to play triple a ball and uh I just thought you know he's gonna try to get ahead of me first pitch like he he thinks he can throw heat he's just gonna throw a fastball right down the middle I'm just gonna be ready to swing at it and I just told myself swing first pitch and luckily he threw a fastball right down the middle first pitch and I just basically hit it up in the air and uh that volcano stadium is in favor for lefties because i swear the wind always blows out into right field and you you just hit a moonshot and the wind's going to push it the rest of the way and and that's what happened and uh i i thought i was going to be a fly out so i was just sprinting around first base pissed off then all of a sudden the stands went wild and and then i found out it was a grand slam so i would just yeah hustled around the bases was kind of in disbelief for a little bit people were asking me how'd that feel I'm like dude I didn't even get all of it like it didn't it wasn't that great of a hit the wind just took it and, yeah uh, but it definitely did um it did feel good it did um okay uh honestly what even felt even better just because that wasn't all barrel I had a diving play earlier in that game in center and it was like probably one of my better career diving plays um, okay. coming in. we had our knuckleball pitcher thrown early in and, and I was just like waiting for someone to get jammed and so yeah guy got jammed little blooper into right center and I just, just full speed dive like sprinting in caught it two inches above the ground got up uh threw it to second for a double play because the guy on second thought oh there's no chance this guy's gonna catch this but they don't realize wow. how much ground i can cover in the outfield so yeah i still got my wheels that's for sure i'm, I'm definitely confident okay. speed wise i haven't slowed okay. down much since high school but okay. uh that's good yeah i was i was just having a lot of fun like it just feels really good to be playing competitive baseball again like out of men's league playing against some guys that actually want to go to the next level that have the talent to go to the next level uh, it makes me makes me want to play at my best and that's honestly when i enjoy the game the most it's interesting because a couple times you've referenced your self-talk do you have like a specific strategy for how you use your self-talk to optimize your performance uh well i i definitely yeah, like like most people are. Um, I'm my biggest enemy. The the voice mm-hmm. in my head is my biggest enemy. And uh, again, I, I go back to my, my my massage therapist who has a lot of practice with with self talk because he's a long distance runner. And for guys who run like 26 miles at a time, like what are you gonna do if you're mm-hmm. not like talking to yourself and keeping yourself motivated like three hours into a a run? Right. And uh, I I told him about. Um, tryouts and just like no not tryouts I, basically I was just telling him after game one 
some of the self-talk I was having and he, he brought it to mind that I was doubting myself a lot and I was telling myself, oh, what if I look foolish out here? What if I don't have what it takes? And I'm going to try to my best to remember these three takeaways that he said. He's like, all right, this is what I want you to repeat to yourself. Uh, like every inning going into this next game. And he's like, I want you to start doing this, stop doing this and continue doing this. And he told me, and I feel like these did help kind of keep me like level headed. He's like, I want you to continue to be the best athlete out there on the field, to be the guy who hustles the most out of anybody else. And like, check, I got that. No problem. I want you to stop, um, doubting yourself no more negative talk like no more i don't know if i can do this i don't know if i can do that and i'm like okay i'll cut that out none of that and i want you to uh start believing in yourself like everybody in those stands believe in you like those people pay to get in to watch big leaguers play they, they get in see a guy step into the box and be like oh this is a big leaguer he knows what he's doing he's, he could probably jack it out of the yard right now and, and that's not what i'm thinking when i step up to the plate i'm thinking oh god i hope i'm ready for this pitch this and that, um, but I need to think, yeah, like I'm at this level for a reason. I didn't just, I wasn't just handed this. Like I, I worked hard to be who I am as skilled as I am to get where I am. And, uh, those people that watch you step into the box or, uh, get up on the mound, they think they're, you're one of the best players that they've seen in person. And you need to start telling yourself, yeah, I'm, I'm the best player you've seen in person. I'm going to show you, um, and and that that yeah. self talk really kind of helped me out. It's crazy how what will people think of me is something that creeps in. Like everyone has to deal with that at some point when they're performing. And when you step outside of it, it's such a like who cares? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you go up and you play terrible, like guess what? That's still a hell of a lot better than anybody watching could do. You know what I mean? And it's like, it doesn't even matter. Like, I don't know. That's it, always been fascinating to me too, because like everyone seems to have that issue where they're getting ready to do the thing that they're, they're really passionate about and they love. And they think, Oh, well, what happens if I screw up or what happens? What are people going to think of me if I fail? It's like, it's such a crazy thing. You know, I'm sure it's like, there's some kind of DNA like it's biologically hardwired into us but it's it's so crazy like how limiting that thought can be you know so it's good that you're like aware of it and like addressing it Mm -hmm. yeah like just if I wasn't aware of it and didn't talk about it with other people and they didn't give me tips tricks tools to kind of overcome it it would it would take over like I it's a big thing for me and I just need to trust that the work that I put in is is enough and and i don't need to step into the box thinking oh i didn't do enough and let's talk specifically about since you're a personal trainer too let's get some people some tips so like if you were talking to some of your teammates who sort of let themselves go or working parents what would you what if you were saying hey here's like the two or three critical points to stay healthy or get healthy what would you what would you give them? Well, first off, I would say consistency is key. You can't you can't go through the the roller coaster of motivation. Like when you're at your at your low, you can't just stop because what you gain in a month, you lose in a week, is what I always say. So there's no mm-hmm. point in quitting when you lose that motivation. 
um, you just got to push through it and know that you're going to feel better at the end. Like you never, you never leave the gym thinking, Oh God, I wish it didn't work out, but you will 100% of the time feel guilty for not going to the gym on a day you should have. Um, so consistency is key for sure. If you set a routine to go five days a week, go five days a week, don't go three, don't go four because that eventually becomes two, one. I don't feel like going this week. Um, so be consistent Two is one of the, one of the easiest ways to become consistent is find like the best exercise you can do for yourself is doing something that you enjoy. So if you don't like weightlifting, don't weightlift. If you don't like running on a treadmill, don't run on a treadmill, find something that's fun that doesn't really feel like we're working out. Like for me, I enjoy lifting weights. Like that's fun for me. I enjoy, mm-hmm. uh, I enjoy feeling my body get into that pump state where my chest feels bigger. My arms feel bigger. Um, I look bigger. Uh, and so that, that's, that's a satisfying feeling for me, but other people aren't like that. So if you need to get your cardio in, find a Zumba class. If you like to dance, do Zumba. If you, uh, if you, hate just going to the gym find a recreational team you can play around with if you played basketball back in the day do that uh racquetball um is a big one that people it's becoming bigger and bigger that's a that's some crazy cardio playing racquetball mm-hmm. now i won't play mm-hmm. it because i got my teeth knocked out in second grade doing it right when my adult <laughs> teeth came in so i stay away from those racquetball courts okay. um, but anything just something that'll get you sweating that that doesn't feel like you're going to work um, and you may have to play around with all kinds of different ideas, like uh, find okay. different groups of people to introduce you to different things. So there's one, consistency. Two, find something that you enjoy. And uh, three, this this kind of contradicts that second one, but variety, trying to just do something different. Your body's really good at uh, making things easy. And when things get easy, you're you're going to either, one, start plateauing and not seeing progress, and that usually leads to becoming discouraged of not seeing any more progress in what you're doing. You feel like you're wasting your time. So um, I'm all about variety in the gym. You're not going to see me lifting five days a week. You'll see me uh, run one day and stretch. You'll see me lift another day uh, with like long rests, short work periods. And you'll see me go through crazy high intensity interval trainings another day where I'm like only resting for 10 seconds and working my butt off for another 50 uh, my workouts are very scattered and all over the place, but I know that my body needs it in order to keep getting better, stronger, faster, healthier um, by doing a different kind of workout every day. I'm not going to squat five days a week or squat, bench, deadlift five days a week. I only pick one main lift and do that maybe twice twice a week. And then the next week, I choose a different focus muscle group. And then the next week, I do something different. And then all those weeks, I'm throwing in uh, a cardio day. Uh, hit day, a yoga day, um, just trying to mix it up. I don't ever want my body to get used to my workout routine. I want to always kind of shock the system a little bit. Um, so it's having to make its changes and constantly want to be ready for the next new thing I throw at it. Okay. And what are you doing? What's your philosophy on, on eating? Oh, gosh. Eating, I'm so far from a nutritionist, but... Uh, okay. I, I say don't be afraid of fats. Don't be afraid of mm-hmm. – oh, and stay away from elimination diets. Those are stupid. Um, okay. You're, you're going to need a little bit of everything in your diet at some point. You're not going to go to an elimination diet, like l- cut out sugar 100% mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Like that's not mm-hmm. realistic. Um, and your metabolism will 
adjust. Just like I said, your body is, it's really good at getting used to what you do to it. So if you cut sugar out and you cut uh, fats out, whatever it is, six months down the road, you lost a hundred pounds. Awesome. And now you start introducing just a little bit of that into your diet again. Well, your body doesn't know how to digest that anymore. So all of a sudden it just goes right into long-term storage just gets stored into fat and everybody knows that you can gain that weight twice as fast back as you lost it Uh, sometimes even faster so i'm not all about elimination diets i just think just minimize what and try to just be smart about it everybody knows what's good what's bad try to stay away from the 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 aisles of a grocery store go around the outskirts all the stuff that um, expires within a week or two. That's the stuff that's probably best for you. Stuff that doesn't have a shelf life of four years. Get rid of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, just stay away from processed stuff. But like I said, I'm not much of a nutritionist. I don't really preach that stuff. I just say you know yeah. what's good for you, what's not good for you. Don't don't was, eliminate one thing asking, or the other. Yeah, I was kind of more curious to like what you were eating. Oh, what I'm eating? Yeah. Well, uh oh man well since i've been living with my parents um my uh i usually just eat whatever my mom makes which is usually just like enchiladas alfredos uh okay they make steaks a lot so that that helps me out uh i eat pretty good when i'm you don't have like a specific anything you're following like you just no and honestly i've never gone by a crazy routine I, i did go um on a fasting diet one time where I would only eat between the hours of like four and 8 PM. So you're intermittent fasting. And okay. Yeah. And honestly I did enjoy that. I mean, it sucked adjusting to that for sure. I felt like a freaking sure. zombie in the mornings throughout the day until that four o'clock hour, but my body adjusted to it after about a month. And then I no longer was hungry during those times. And that helped me uh, kind of cut quite a bit of weight that, and I stopped drinking alcohol. So I went from like two Oh five to one seventy in like wow four or five months and i shoot felt really good but now um ever since baseball has been on my mind i stopped that intermittent fasting thing i just started eating whenever i was hungry and just tried to be smart about what i put in myself and um uh yeah so but i i i i don't go and like candy isn't my thing i don't eat desserts uh, hmm. I, I typically will just eat regular meals, but I won't go have a slice of pie, a slice of cake, grab ice cream. Okay. So that stuff have I haven't had forever. Okay. No, well I do for sure I do, but oh, uh, you just you, like after, after a while you're really good at just creating that disciplinary system and just like saying no to it. You, when you hmm. have those goals in mind of like what you really want, I know that eating a, a candy bar or having a bowl of of ice cream isn't going to help me become a better baseball player, but I know having a, a a lunch or dinner with some good proteins, minerals and nutrients in it, I know that that will help fuel me for the next day for my trainings and stuff like that. But like, if I have a bowl of ice cream, like this isn't going to fuel me. This isn't going to help me get energy for my next workout. Um, but yeah, I don't think too hard on it. I don't dwell on my nutrition part of it. I just try to be smart. I just try not to be stupid about what i put in my body and okay um and if people want to see you play is there a way for them to do that both locally and you know if they're not local uh i do know and i don't know the exact website but i'm sure you could go on to the mavericks i need to check out what the website is called well you can send it to me i can put it i can link it in the show notes 
if you give me the website afterwards. Yeah. Uh, so if they're, you go to like they're, the, they're streaming the games? They are streaming the games, yeah. My parents okay. have been visiting my brother and his wife uh, in the East Coast for the last three weeks, and they watched uh, our series this last weekend all through okay. streaming, and it's 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 okay quality. They got an announcer that could, could get a little bit better. Um, Dang, that announcer's going to be salty if he sees this. It's going to be super salty. You better watch it, out. He's going to say mean things about you when you get up there. That's nah, okay. That's fine. Man. But uh, um, anyways, yeah, you can stream it. It's pretty good quality. They could use a few more camera angles, but, I mean, it is just minor league ball. It's it's nothing spectacular. So, I mean, Shouldn't it's it's like... really good. I shouldn't be complaining. And, now batting... Uh, Alan Flenderson <laughs> is going to screw your name up. Wrong From number. Salem, Oregon. Uh, um, batting 192. Yeah, just, just say all my bad stats. Yeah, he had a drop catch trouble, last dude. week in the third yeah, inning against this. You're in trouble. Yeah. You, you done let's just, let's just uh, pretend like I didn't say that. Uh, I'm really good at stepping stepping on my stepping in my own mouth. But anyways, uh, the MavericksIndependentLeague.com is probably okay. where you'd want to go to to uh, okay. get the most information. You can buy the tickets from that website. Uh, I'm sure you can get information on how to stream the games from and that so website. And so where are you playing? If if people cuz are the games local? Yeah, and everybody asked me if we play in Portland. I'm like, "No, no, that was just a, a 1973 to 1977 thing when the Portland Mavericks became uh, an independent organization that used to play against minor league teams." And okay. uh, now that league came, or that team is what inspired this league, the Mavericks League, to be a thing. And uh, ever since the Volcanoes got dropped by the, the Giants, and the Giants moved on to, I think it's the, uh, it might be the Emeralds, I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, the Volcanoes okay. and their stadium just became bank- vacant. And they're like, well, what are we going to do with our stadium? So I've noticed they've just been renting it out to high school teams to play there. Um, I was there the other day and they were doing like a high school graduation, right. uh, but they, yeah, they rented out, I think like a thousand bucks a day for other programs to come in and, and just use it so they can keep it up and afloat. And mm-hmm. I, it would have sucked for that place to be demolished. Cause I remember growing up as a kid watching the big leaders play there and I right. was always wanting to play there myself. So yeah, mm-hmm. this happened and they came up with the idea and got grants and fundings to create the Mavericks league. And uh, I'm sure the league will grow in the years to come. But right now it's just the four teams. The yes, the Portland Mavericks, one of them, Salem Kaiser uh, Volcanoes. Then you got the Salem Senators and the uh, Campesino de Salem Kaiser team. So just four teams making up the league. Um, there was a tryout to make up some of these players. But honestly, I would say only 30% of the people who showed up at the tryouts made the teams. And like they already they just drafted guys out of them. Uh, signed and draft players out of the minors and some division one and division two college guys all make up these teams basically who all want to either get back into the pros or make the pros and um so So is that everything is at at kaiser is that kind of your goal too is like you're gonna see if you can't move up and move on is oh yeah okay yeah i yeah that dream that i thought had disappeared had definitely come back once i heard my name get called during the draft um i thought oh shoot i got a chance again like this is the league you want to be in if you if you want a pro scout to eventually see you and uh so i'm definitely trying to get back up to my my 
full potential of playing on the field. I'm definitely the most, the healthiest person I've been in my entire life right now. Now I'm just trying to get back into full baseball uh, swing of things. And I definitely am still shaking the rust off a bit up at the plate. I got things held locked down in the outfield. I'm still tracking baseballs really well, but definitely stepping in the box and seeing some firm pitches come in. That's uh, that's what I'm getting most used to. Hmm. Okay. It's all about the timing and and getting my eyes back. If people are trying to uh, follow along, I mean, they can go watch the games on that website. But, like, are you chronicling it on a YouTube channel, on your Instagram? Or, like, are you doing anything to kind of, like, that people could follow along with? Or just the website watching the games? I'm definitely sharing a lot of the news from the league on my Facebook page. And I'm sharing some of the highlights on my Instagram page. But that's mostly just personal highlights on the Instagram page. But definitely a lot of, uh, like I I shared the uh, last weekend's league highlights on my Facebook page to go uh, check it out. And it just was all the teams and some of the bigger plays that they made throughout the week. Some of the bigger hits made. Um, So I do share a lot of that because, I mean, the more the more fans we get out to the league, the bigger it's going to be in the future. And sure. honestly, all I want to do is like have a bigger, better, more competitive league to play in for the years to come mm-hmm. if they want to invite me back next year. So sure. I'm all for it. I, I'm, I'm 100% behind this league and supporting it. I think it's awesome that they, they brought this in to play. So if, if people want to follow along, they should follow you on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Okay. And we can... Uh, Tyler can... He's doing all the producing for me. We can put your Instagram handle up on the screen, and then we can link it in the show notes and all that, too. So, Okay, okay. cool. Did I forget anything? Did I miss anything? When's your next there game? Goes. Our next game is this Friday at 6.30 against the Salem Senators. And then we okay. play And are all the games at Salem-Kaiser? Yeah, Volcano every Stadium? game is okay. at the Volcano Stadium in Salem-Kaiser. Okay. And then we play Saturday, Sunday. Uh, both games are at 1 o'clock. And you said they can buy tickets on the website. Can they also buy them at the gate? Yeah, you can buy them at the gate. Okay. Now, I just did find out they don't accept cash for some reason. It's probably because of COVID. Okay. So, yeah, I okay. had some of my clients that are a little old-fashioned tried paying with cash, and they said, no, we don't accept that. And I'm like, what? Okay. Who, who turns down All cash? Right. But, uh, uh, yeah, so don't bring any money with you. Okay. Bitcoin. They only accept Bitcoin. Yeah, only Bitcoin. Okay. Or Dogecoin, right. whatever it is. Uh, no, Doge. They're, they're not taking Doge. It's diving too much right now. Um, okay, so did I forget anything, though? I think you covered it all, man. Like, that's okay. that's my whole baseball story right there from high school that to college good. to now. Perfect. All right, well, I appreciate you being here, man. Cool. Thanks. All right, hang on one second. Yeah, thanks for the interview. It was awesome. <laughs>